Sometimes the best stories in golf aren't found on tour. You'll find them at the back of the range. And here's your host, Ben Adelberg. And thank you again for joining me here at the Back of the Range Golf Podcast. I am your host, Ben Adelberg. This is episode 42. Before we get started with this week's episode, don't forget all of our episodes are available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. The central hub of the podcast is thebackoftherange.com. I'll keep saying it. Please leave a review in Apple Podcasts. We give free stuff away here all the time, so if you like the podcast, let me know. I'll send you one of our caddy towels so you can represent the podcast when you're out on the course or out practicing at the range. If this is your first time listening to the Back of the Range podcast, thanks for stopping by. We are all over social media. We're on Instagram at the Back of the Range podcast. Don't forget, we're also on Facebook and Twitter. All the links that you'll need are in the show notes of this episode of the podcast. So this week's guest is our new friend, Mark Roberts from Liverpool in the UK. Mark is a world number one. No, not in golf, in streaking. That's right. Our guest this week, Mark Roberts, is the world's most famous streaker. Now, I'm sure when anyone mentions streaking, they probably think of drunken idiots that are willing to trade five minutes of fame for a huge fine and a night in jail. Or who can forget Will Ferrell's character in old school, Frank the Tank, when he uttered those magic words, Yeah, there you go. You know, there's a lot of debate and argument in golf. Tiger or Phil, Jack or Arnie, Jordan or JT, what really happened between Brooks and DJ? Well, you can have your arguments about who's the best and who's the most dominant, maybe who's the most loved. But here's the thing about Mark Roberts. He's all those things. There is no discussion. There is no argument. He is the best in the world at this one simple thing. Sneaking into sporting events around the world, taking his clothes off, and running around to the amusement of everyone. You want to know what makes Mark the most famous streaker in the world? Well, here is a short list of some of the sporting events that he has streaked. The Ryder Cup, Wimbledon, the Open Championship, three times, Premier League Soccer, the Olympics, and the Super Bowl. Think about that for a minute. The Super Bowl. Most people couldn't talk their way into a better seat this guy got onto the damn field. Mark's going to share the story of how that happened later in the episode. So this has been a fun one to edit and get ready. I've been excited to release this episode, so let's get started. Mark, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me here at the Back of the Range Golf Podcast. How are you, sir? Oh, it's an absolute pleasure speaking to you, mate. Um, I'm really good. I'm really good. It's, it's pretty cold here in England, and but to be fair, man, it always looks cold when I go to work. <laughs> well, before we talk about your your the job that you're well known for, actually, <laughs> please tell. All right, before we actually really get serious and get started here, um, yeah, tell me tell me about your actual day job. What do you do for a living when you're not being a you know a superhero on TV? Uh, well, my day job is um, I'm a painter. You know, commercial painter. I paint people's houses. I do uh, shops. I'm just a casual, you know, a regular painter guy. Yeah. But but I guarantee not to leave any streaks in my way. No, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Oh, I, man. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's so bad. But, 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 but after the day job, 
I don a cape and become the superhero Captain Cook. Oh God! <laughs> so, <laughs> so Captain Cockerel. Uh, for for people that don't know who you are, because. If you're not a longtime golf fan and you hear the name Mark Roberts, the name doesn't really jump out as someone that's gonna it's gonna stick in their head. You are the the easily the world's most famous streaker. You have streaked numerous sporting events, other events. I know you've done tons of press and you've told this story countless times, but before we get into what you've done on golf courses all over the world. Can you just give us a brief story of how this whole thing started and how you have streaked over 500 sporting events? Tell me about the first time. Uh, okay. Um, well, I left Liverpool uh, on adventure. I had a one-way ticket to Hong Kong and £30, which is about 50 US dollars in my pocket. Absolutely nervous, scared, but I was on an adventure. And within two weeks, I found so much energy and I could feel the way I wanted to be myself and I could do th other things yeah. that I wasn't able to do here in the UK. And oh man, um, I, I just I was doing bar jobs, having the time of my life. And one night I was absolutely drunk as a skunk in one of the bars and the rugby sevens was on. And the guys came back saying, you see the girl who streaked today? So I said, oh, behave. Anyone can streak. But I was only talking because I was drunk. Sure. I had no intentions, you know. So the owner was stood next to me. said, okay, big mouth, you streak tomorrow. I said, yeah, okay, during the final. So I've gone home. I've gone home really drunk, 4 a.m. And I thought, what the hell have I said? And then the following morning, I've got one of my friends kicking the door down at the apartment. As soon as I opened the door, he's dragged me out. I was still fully clothed because I, I was that drunk the night before. I couldn't get undressed. Took me to the stadium and I was wasted. <laughs> no. I said, what's going on here, man? He said, well, you've told everybody you're streaking today. So you have to, you know, fulfill the bet. So I had a few beers and I said, OK, let's get this over with. And I've walked down to the main stand, took my clothes off. And the two most famous rugby teams at, at the time in the world New Zealand All Blacks and South Africa Springboks. Oh. They were playing. Oh God! Yeah, man, I, I, I wasn't too, um, wasn't feeling too good. So anyway, I've, I've ran on backwards and stark naked, and waved to people as if to say, "Okay, I've done it now." But I saw the ball, and something in my head said, "Pick that up." So I ran over, picked the ball up, ran a whole length of the field, and scored a try, <laughs> scored a touchdown, man. But I didn't realise I turned around and 65,000 people all at once all rose in the air screaming and cheering and going crazy. I thought, wow, what's going on here, man? So I ran back to my seat. I, I jumped over, covered myself up because I was totally naked. Yeah. And next thing, girls are coming over, kissing and hugging me. Guys are pouring beers over my head. I thought, oh, wow, you this is cool, man. You, you found it. You found your calling. But, it, but I mean, it was just that one-off, you know, experience. And a policeman's walking along as if to give him the opportunity to, to escape. He's, he's nodding for me to go. Right. I said, no, I'm staying here. So he's got, got hold of me. He threw me, as he's thrown me out the stadium, the whole crowd were going, leave him alone, leave him alone. 
Oh man, it was crazy. Okay. He threw me up one. He threw me up one gate. I've come back in the next gate. Jumped on and did it again. You you, you streaked twice your first time. The first day you created history. The first day. Oh my gosh. So um, that's all right. So that's so that's the birthplace. That's the beginning. That's you. Uh, gosh, I can't. That's you losing your virginity, so to speak, and and, <laughs> and getting started. So you said it was a one-off thing, but you quickly graduated to just numerous events. Uh, you've streaked the Open Championship. You've streaked the Ryder Cup. You've streaked even bigger sporting events: the Olympics, the World Cup. Um, Gosh, done the Super Bowl, man. Huh? I know you've done the Super Bowl. We're going to get to that too. Um, I guess, I guess, one question I want to ask, and I know you have tons of stories, and we're going to get to them. But when you started getting better and better at this and doing bigger and bigger events, I know you like to portray yourself as just kind of, you know, hey, this is a drunken idiot move. But you actually have to do some research and be pretty smart to be able to get to accomplish this. Can you give me maybe walk me through? how you went or how, how, how do you set this up? Like, how do you go from start to finish? How do you set it up? Well, it, the way it is nowadays, uh, well, how it started at the beginning, I've, um, I've come home from Hong Kong. I've did, I did my first four streaks in Hong Kong. I did three rugby sevens, one Chinese football game. I've come home to England and that was it. That was it. That was my Hong Kong experience. Okay. Back in England, it was like, oh, it's so there's a cloud hangs over. There's, you know, depression and everywhere you go. And I thought, oh, man, so I'm going to have a go again. So the way I'm about to start setting it up, football stadiums, many, I've been doing this 25 years now. <laughs> 20 odd years ago. That's, that's awesome. That's just for 500, 568 streaks, Ben. Tell oh, you, man. Oh, my God. Get his book of records. I know. You're the so, best. You're the best. <laughs> so... Football stadiums then, before this terrorism kind of thing started going off. Yeah. I knew it was the same setup everywhere. Every stadium I went to, I knew where security would be, how, how, which place to go on from, the right time to go on. But then I'd started doing soccer here in the UK, but they banned me from going to any soccer stadium in the UK. So I thought, okay, fine, if you ban me from soccer. I'll do golf. And that's the first time I did golf at St. Andrews. <laughs> okay. I got to, I got to hear St. Andrews. So give me the story about St. Andrews. Well, it's the biggest, it's the home of golf, isn't it? You know, St. Andrews, the British open. Yeah. So I've gone with a group of friends and I, but I'm really nervous. It's not like I just go to a stadium or an event and oh, it's, I'm having a, I'm getting drunk and jumping on. It's whatever. I pre-think everything, and I'm, it's a really serious, well, it was a yeah. um, serious train of thought that I'd go through, the best, the right time to go on, what I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it, without causing any offence to anybody, or, as, or as, hopefully as little offence as possible to anybody, even though I'm going to be naked. Um, so when the, the St. Andrews, it was John Daly, won the, um, it was 1995. Yes. Yeah, and I've, I've, I've run on, and I've, I've jumped on, I thought, because I like to make a performance of it. So I thought, what can I do? So I had a, a children's plastic golf club over my shoulder, a plastic golf cap over my head, and the 19th hole written on my back with an arrow pointing to my, to my ass. Uh -huh. <laughs> of course. So I've run, 
and so as soon as John Daly just put it on the 18th, so he's won, he's won the tournament. I've ran on then, so I didn't want to put him off. Right. I've ran past him. His wife's come on. I've ran past them, and this guy's chasing me, and then a cop. But I was fitter then, and I'm going up and down all the, the fairway and there's hills, and I'm gaining speed, and these weren't going to catch me. And the further I ran, the more the roar of the crowd. Uh-huh. So in the end, I could hear the guy behind me saying, will you please slow down? I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> so I slowed down. He's, he's, he's rugby tackled me. He's given me a little bit of a tap on my cheek. I said, what are you doing, man? I was nearly going to die of a heart attack chasing you. I said, hey, man, I'm, I'm only having fun. So the police, the police took me off. The, the police were fantastic. I got a fine anyway. Um, and that, that was basically, that, that was the story of the British Open. It was a simplistic one with, without much thoughts until I got there on the day. Um, yeah, but the, oh, there's so many. The thoughts I've got to put into so many different events, the way terrorism is and security and everything else, I want to do it even more oh, because so it, of this. It's, it's the challenge. You want to take, yeah, it's the challenge. So um back to the back to the open and back to to the golf have you um have you been approached by any of the golfers like what was some what have you had a unique experience with any of the the guys that have been in events where they've just you know i'm sure they've chuckled and laughed but have you gotten to know any of the pga players that that can pick you out of the crowd and they know who you are no no because normally we're in disguise nowadays okay so Uh I've got I've got a face and a body that's easily recognizable. Yeah. <laughs> so so now I haven't made friends with any of the golfers or you know a couple of footballers, but um, in general, I'm just a regular guy, man. You know, I'm I'm not a celebrity. I'm I'm not this or that. You know, I've, I've got a normal job. I've got a normal life, and but I go out and just like to create humor all around the world. Yeah. And then, and then just come home, have a beer with my friends, and then go home and, and go to my lady. I mean, that sounds like a pretty simple and honorable life that everyone should aspire to, except the public nudity. I mean, other than that, I think that's what everyone wants to do. So, um, all right. So let's talk about the Super Bowl. Uh, well, actually, hold on. Oh, let's let we're, let's knock out the golf first, and then what we're going to move on to your greatest hits. So. You so you've done the '95 Open. Um, now I wanted to ask you. You are the world-renowned expert. You know this was not the first Open Championship where there was a streaker. There was a streaker at the 1985 Open Championship, where I'm not. I'm pretty sure you would be familiar with this, but um, this was a streaker that would was running around the green during play, which, as you said, is not something you like to do. And this that's a no-no. That's a no-no. And this streaker got tackled by Peter Jacobson. Do you remember that? No, I don't actually. No, was he totally? Was it a guy totally naked? Yeah, this guy ran on there in '85, and he was running around, and and he was kind of getting in the way, and Peter Jacobson tackled him, and uh, yeah, this is a pretty famous one. This was ten years before you did the uh, you did the Open in uh, in St Andrews, so. You have done, uh, you've done the Ryder Cup. You've also done another Open, yeah. So, so tell me about some of your other experiences streaking uh, for golf. Well, I've done the British Open three times: St Andrews, um, Royal Birkdale, and Royal Lytham St Anne's. Now, the one in Lytham St Anne's, I, w- I wasn't going to do it, but I was speaking to a friend, 
I said, you know what? It's only it's only not far from from Liverpool where I live. I said, hey, let's just go down and have it. And you know, I'm, I'm going to have a go. But we didn't have a ticket. So as we walked around the course, there was huge fences with barbed wire where it was trying to get onto the course. Right. So we've jumped, we've jumped over it into a field of nettles. And, you know, stinging plants. So yeah. I was like, ah, oh, hell, man. <laughs> we, we've walked out, and I'm, on, I'm onto the fairway. So we're in. So I've walked around. And I, I like to do the very end of tournaments. Or if it's if it's soccer, I'll do just before kickoff, second half. Right, right. But in goal, it's, it's after the, somebody's potted the winning put. That's it. So the, the tournament's over. I'm going to go on then. So I've, got, I've gone down to... 18th green and I'm with the crowd at the side and I think George Bush and um, who was in it who was there I think the, the James Bond at the time was on the balcony in the, the public um, the bar area overlooking the green so I'm in the crowd and there's a lot of American fans in the crowd but I'm just trying to be be normal you know nonchalant Right. and I've seen the ball come over the guy's put it he's just won the open so I've jumped over the fence in between the bunkers. There's a police lady and a policeman either side of the bunker. So I've run through them, jumped onto the 18th, totally naked, with a golf ball, golf ball wedged between my butt cheeks and a hole in one written across my back. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so I'm dancing away on the green and no one's chasing me. Everyone just, you know, up the police and security has stood exactly where they were and the crowd are cheering their heads off. I thought, what the hell's going on here? Why am I not getting chased? Yeah, I was. So I, yeah, so if you don't get chased, that has that actually probably has to be pretty nerve wracking for you. Well, well, yeah, because I want to get chased. I want to see how many it takes to take me down. Right. So, so I'm so I'm dancing on the green. So I've maybe for over a minute. I thought that's enough. That's a long so minute. <laughs> for a whole minute, man. Dance. You know, I've run out of moves. So I've run back down the fairway th- through the bunkers jump back over the fence and I'm putting my clothes on. Now the police are, are running alongside. Oh, God. And the crowd are hiring, hiding me. All the American fans are saying, don't look, don't look where he is, man. The police will know where he is. Keep keep him down, man. So uh, my US lovely people fans were hiding me in the crowd. I got dressed, ran off, and ran across a railway track or whatever it was, and it took us maybe three hours to find the car because... <laughs> We went a totally opposite direction, oh, but it turns out the guy who, who the guys just won the open, and I've drummed on, but other people had to finish their shots. So and nobody's allowed to go on the green except the players, and I didn't realise. So I, I was a bit. Oh, that's why I didn't get chased. Right, right. Because there's other players coming to finish their, you know, their round. So um, yeah, I got away with that one, thankfully. Yeah. So, um, and now one of your, so I know that you have done the Ryder Cup and, you know, we've, we've spoken about the fact that, you know, interfering with play is a no-no and this might've been one of the, you know, the, the, one of the biggest gaffes of your career. Um, you, you actually did, uh, streak the Ryder Cup when play was still going on. Is that correct? Yeah. In the K club. So this was 2006 in Ireland yeah, at the K Club. Okay, so yeah, talk me through how this whole project because you know, they know you like you. This is 
25 years in, they know who you are. How are you pulling this off when everyone knows what you look like? And I mean that by your face. Okay. I'm not, let's, you yeah, know. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I wear, I have to wear disguises in some events nowadays. Uh, I've even gone to events dressed as a woman, to, to be honest, a very <laughs> ugly woman. But, um, but yeah, with the ride at the K Club, oh man, um, I acquired a ticket, a pass for the a normal pedestrian, and I also acquired a pass as a worker. So I had That's two nice. passes. Um, I, I'm on my own, so I've walked in. I've walked into the main car park. And I've put the workers' pass on and walked to where the workers go to get the get the work. I've gone through there, gone to the main main limit, the perimeter, changed changed the pass, climbed over a fence. Now I'm a normal pedestrian. Right, you're just a normal. I've gone spectator. to a certain part where I can get to. Yeah, normal spectator. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got to another part where I couldn't get through where I needed to be. I've changed the pass again as to be a worker. I've walked through as always a work there. It's all about looking as though you belong, yes. basically. Yes. You know, not, there's a lot of acting going on with you know a lot of things that I have to do. So anyway, I've, I've eventually got to the 18th, and my whole plan is, you know, obviously as soon as it's over, I jump on the green when it's finished. Some it's five deep of the crowd. And there's no way I'll be able to get through them, and I'm, I'm alone. So I'm standing behind a TV pylon, and it's covered. So I can only see half the green, the 18th. Okay, so I've seen both. Uh, uh, Europe have already won, but I've seen both balls come over onto the green. I've seen one ball go in, and I'm stood there for maybe, it felt like an eternity, but probably about 10 minutes. I thought it must be finished. So I shouted to a guy, is it over? He went, yeah, it's all over, man. So I've jumped over a little uh, piece of rope, ran past the security guard who had his back to me, over a few rocks and jumped onto the 18th green. And the American was lining up his putt. Oh, no. Oh, man. You could have heard a pin drop. I, I've never, ever misjudged anything like that in my life. And I went, oh, shit. So they could hear a very low boo boo. Yeah, they. And I put my hands up to the crowd to say, "Listen, I'm sorry, I didn't realise." So I'm walking towards the crowd, and two uh, Garda, the Irish police, are running towards me. So I've gone to hell with this. So I've run across the 18th and did a flying belly flop into the lake <laughs> to the side of the 18th. <laughs> Europe gave America. The, the the half point right because uh, yeah they just right. gave him the whole yeah he gave me it was a half point so I'm, I'm locked up in jail and uh so the, the, as a priest let me out he said listen do you realize what you did there I said no what when you jumped on there was no way uh, america weren't playing it was a 25 yard put and there's no way i can't remember the guy who was taking it he would have made it he said you just cost europe the most um, points winning margin the Ryder Cup ever because if he hadn't given the half point he'd have missed it we'd have won by the most points ever yeah yeah Europe and Europe destroyed the US that year so so your your gaff uh jumping into the pond Europe decided on that hole just to give us the point or the 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 putt so they would have the match so you cost uh Europe the the largest winning, margin. winning margin yeah yeah 
All right. Well, you know, you've had that's not something I want on my CV, man. No. Well, I mean, I don't know many streakers that have resumes because where would you put them? But um, don't answer that. Don't answer that. So, um, <laughs> so you've so you've you've done the Ryder Cup. You've done all this great golf. Um, when you see people streaking, or do you have people that reach out to you for advice on how to properly streak events? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I knew that was going to be the answer to that question. So, 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 so someone calls you and says, hi, my name's so-and-so you're the best. How do I do it? I want to, I want to do what you're doing. How does that conversation go? Well, well to be, to be fair, at, at the most I come from American um, people who want to do U S football matches. Right. You know, after, after I did the Super Bowl, and they've gone, okay, well, how did you do it? What's the best thing to do? And, but it's it's not something it's it's experience because there's so much security and police at events now. It's all about my ethics in streaking are you've always got to go on at the right time. Don't go on for too long. Make it funny. Get chased and don't resist the rest. All these elements create the perfect performance, as I call them now. I'm a performance artist yeah. rather than a streaker. Exactly. Um, and so I've, I've, I've given one or two people a bit of advice. And when it, they've come back, they've said, oh, man, that didn't work as I expected. Because they got drunk, they jumped on during the game. See, the main thing about going on during the game, you can affect play. Yeah. Never go on while a game is in play. You never do that. That's a big no-no. Um, and they just do silly things. Um so the ethics have to be abided by, otherwise I won't give you any advice. And to be fair, I don't want to give anyone any, any advice anymore because there can be only one. That's right. I mean, there's only one Mark Roberts. I mean, everyone else is just, you know. Just, <laughs> oh, there's many Mark Roberts, but there's only one who does this. There's only one that, yeah, there's only one that, uh, yeah, that has your, uh, that has your, your naked uh, zest for life, so to speak. Um, so, yes. so um, let's talk about the Super Bowl. Uh, obviously, this is a golf podcast. We have a lot of fans or a lot of listeners that play golf, but, you know, maybe their first love is is watching football over golf, which, you know, totally understandable. So you streaked the Super Bowl, the one of the most secure, uh, you know, public events in the world, um, you know, maybe a presidential inauguration or maybe, uh, you know, a concert, but the Super Bowl really has to be up there with security. You said it was a year-long process. How did you pull this off, Mark? 2003, I went to San Diego to uh, do the Super Bowl then. I wasn't prepared. I just thought, because I'm, I'm, I'm experienced in certain events, right. wasn't not ready for America. Uh, the guy let me down with a ticket outside the stadium who I would offered $500 for, but he wanted 5000 5, Wow. The, the policeman wouldn't let me off the tram outside the stadium unless I showed him a ticket. And then he got arrested for arguing, saying my friend was outside the gates. So I had to leave. I've gone all the way to San Diego to Street Super Bowl 2003. 30, 37, I think it was. So I've left. I've gone, oh, man. So I thought, I'm not going through this again. The following year was in Houston. I thought, oh, no, it's Texas, man. It's... That's really serious down there, you know. I don't want to, get, you know, they do the death penalty and everything's going on down there, man. And yeah, I don't, so I've got, 
I want to give, I want to make create humor, but at the same time, I don't want to die. You know, I, I, that, I don't want to be shot. That, that's that's a bad side effect to streaking death. That should not be part of the <laughs> equation. Yeah, you should try not yeah. to get killed. Well, it, it's a big, it's a big plus to stay alive. You know, you can't come so back. I you thought, can't come uh, back from death. After death, you just can't come back from that. So, so you get. Down. I, I know. I believe you can. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I that's believe a, you can as, as a as a stone or, or a bird, something like that. Possible <laughs> if you're a Buddhist, you can. <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting off the track here. All right, let's get back to the Super oh, Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've gone. I've come home. I've thought, oh man. What's going on? And then ESPN rang me because I met them in a bar just by chance, and he did a big story on me over over there. Yeah. And so I thought, and they put this big thing out. So I was like, oh hell! So I started thinking about it, and then I started going through all the worry process. What is the worst thing that can happen? How can I do it? How can I achieve it? There's such a big, so many things that go through my mind, and the worrying process was the most important. I thought, what was the worst thing that can happen? Because it's a so-called, it's after 9-11, and this is like 2004 now, so it's really intense. I thought, oh, shit, man. If, if I go, if I do get on, what can happen? So I thought, okay, if there's going to be snipers on on the roofs, right, I, was right. to take a, I was prepared to take a bullet to the leg, Ben, oh, man. to do the Super Bowl. And that's gospel truth, man. I thought, okay. But well, apart from that, I thought, if one of the players... It gives me a clothesline and, and flattens me. Fair dues, I might break my neck. But then the worst thing possible was all the guys jumping on top of me, the size of the footballers. I would have lost consciousness and I'd probably die. And I worried for months. I thought, ah. And I worried that much. I thought, if I worry anymore, I won't even attempt to do it. So I had to put the worry out my brain and think, I'm going for it. I won't know what's going to happen unless I try. Yeah. So, so I wrote to the NFL. I worked out how the best possible chance of getting on. I wrote to the NFL and said I wanted to be an American referee, but in England, because I couldn't get uniforms. They sent me two uniforms, man. The NFL sent me two referees' uniforms. Thank you very much. So, phase one was sorted. Now, I've got a, a guy rang me out the blue, um, a, a sponsor. He said, listen... We've got some tickets for the biggest thing in America, if you want to do it. Just have our logo on your chest. I said, what is it? He went, the Oscars. I said, no, man. That's not the biggest thing in America. The biggest thing is the Super Bowl. He said, what are you talking about, man? You can't do the Super Bowl. I said, I said why not? He said, it's never been done. It can't be done. I said, is that right? I'll show you it can. Uh -huh. So the, the, ball, the wheels were in motion. So I've got tickets. Um, flights, everything sorted. I've got the referee's uniform that I got took apart and put it back together again with Velcro, sewn all together, and so I can rip it off in one go. So I took a friend with me to Houston, and we're in we're in different queues. I'm scared, man. I am totally shitting myself. I'm sorry for swearing, but. No, I no. Really Listen, the, the worst thing about this is not your swearing. So don't worry about that. So you're in line. You're wearing. So so you have your you have. I'm assuming you have the referee uniform underneath put together with Velcro. And then you have other clothes on top. Is that what you got going? Yeah, my, my own clothes, which were also Velcro as well. Of course. 
So my friends in the queue next next to me, as we're going into into the Reliance Stadium, and he's got in first, and he got frisked, but properly full on frisk. Oh no! I've gone hell, man. There's no way I'm going to get in the gate. So I've watched, and he's gone through, and he's looked at me as if to say, "You've got no chance, Mark." Yeah. So I've gone to the gate. The guys, you know, put my arms up. He's frisked me along my arms and down the inside of my leg and where all the Velcro was. He said, what's that, man? The first thing I could think of, Ben, oh, I've got a skin disorder. I need to be able to get to my legs to put the cream on. And he went, oh, okay, man. So he's lifted my top up. I've got a black and white referee's uniform on. He said, what's that, man? Is it's my lucky uniform. I wear it to every game I go to. He was, okay, fair enough, man. In you go. Oh, my God. Ben. I would not believe it. My friend, as I walked through the gate, he went, how the hell did you get through the gate? I said, I've, I just had to think on my feet, you know? And the guy was, it, it must have been stupid, man, you know? And t- you're talking about uh, um, security at events. The Homeland Security, this is gospel truth, US Homeland Security, your, your security government, and wrote me an email and asked me to write a 3,000-word um, essay on security at stadiums. Oh, so now, okay, so now, okay, this is a, this, this story keeps getting better. So you're telling me that United States Homeland Security wants to use you as a consultant to prevent yeah. future streakers. Yeah, but not, not, not so much streakers. Okay. But... Because I've got a ways of getting into stadiums. Right. Okay. So, so you, so they want to use you as a consultant so that you can advise them how to prevent criminals from coming into sporting events. Yeah. 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 But I refused. <laughs> why? why? I refused. He said, "Why?" I said, "Because because I'll be giving away certain ways of me getting into stadiums when I don't have a ticket." After I'll okay, be so, so at, myself. But after you retire, maybe maybe let you know. I, yeah, after. But, but, it, but it's like catch me if you can, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh huh. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, man. So you um, so you get through security. How'd you pick out the right time to 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 get on the field? Well, the, the time I was used with football, soccer, uh, just before kickoff, second half. So it's just before third quarter, Super Bowl. I'm at the back saying to my friend, shit, man, I'm going on soon. So he's saying, don't worry. But inside, my stomach's banging to bits. Um, my heart coming out of its out my chest. But I've got to walk to my seat looking normal. Sure. Just look just like a normal, a normal pedestrian, a normal spectator. But me all inside and my brain are going ten to the dozen. And we've got, we got front row seats on the 20-yard line. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the best seats in the house on the kickoff line. It is 20-yard line, is it, where they do the kickoff? 50. Sorry, the 50-yard line it was, yeah. Right on line with the kickoff. So th- we've got the best seats in the house, basically. And But there was so much police and security around the field. And there was one guy, man, security guard, who was still right facing me from the minute we walked in. To the minute I jumped on, just before I jumped on, just before kickoff, non-stop. So I said to my friend, if he doesn't move, you walk down there, drop your phone down the wall and climb down the wall to retrieve your phone to divert him away. Right. So I've got a clear path to run on. Just at that one time that I needed to go, Ben, 
the guy's walked off his mark. He's been stood there for four hours, man. The time, it was an intervention. I said to my friend, you go now, I am going. So I've ripped my own clothes off. I've dropped 15 feet down the wall. He's walked away. I've got a clear path to run on. Excuse me, I'm, I'm a referee now, man. So excuse me, man, excuse me, man, to all the people around the field. They've opened up. I've run right into the middle of the field just before the guy's about to kick the ball. I went, whoa! And the guy's going, what's up, ref, man? I went, get me clothes off. And I went, started river dancing. I started dancing like some kind of fella who's just come out of a lunatic asylum because the adrenaline is, is going through my head oh, so much. Oh, it's got to be crazy. Oh, it was nuts, man. But I'm dancing. I've got a, a deflated American football over me nether regions because it's Texas, man. I didn't want to. I didn't want the death penalty. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you have and you have morals. You have taste. You don't want to go. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but I'm, I'm dancing around for nearly a minute, and the players are going, "What's the referee done? What's what's he doing? He thought the referee has lost his mind." And the police, I'm looking at all the police. And they're just going, what the hell's going on? You were confused. Yeah, because the crowd, yeah. the crowd is going crazy, man. The crowd know what's going on. So after a minute, that was it. Every cop in the stadium come at me from every angle. So I'm running and I'm getting chased by so many police. And then Matt Chatham come in from the side and flatten me with a shoulder charge. <laughs> oh man, it was a perfect ending. I've got about twenty cops on top of me. I'm getting handcuffed behind my back. My face was pushed in the grass, and all I could think of was, I've just done the Super Bowl, man. I've just done the Super Bowl, the biggest thing on the planet, and that was that, man. And you're not you're not even thinking about, oh, my gosh, I just ran naked in front of millions of people on TV, all these people in the crowd. You're not even thinking about that. You're not even thinking about the 20 guys that are basically putting you face first into the dirt. You're not thinking about any no. of the repercussions. All you're thinking about is, I just made history. I just streaked the Super Bowl. Yeah, it'll never be done again. American history, man. <laughs> so uh, let me ask a couple of random questions here. What uh, You mentioned your lady, uh, your friends. What do your friends, and especially your, your – uh, is it your wife or girlfriend? I, I want to make sure I say it correct. Is it, we're engaged. You're engaged. Yeah. Oh, okay. Congratulations. Um, so what So what does what does your fiancé think of all this? Well, she's held my clothes three times. <laughs> she's an accomplice. Well, well, we've been together four years, and now and again we've been to a concert or we've been to something I said, listen, love, I'm sorry. She went, oh, go on then. I've ripped my clothes off, naked, given me clothes. I've run around, done what I wanted to do. Come back. She went, go on, put your clothes on now, love. And that was it. Okay. Um, what? When you've got a woman like that, man, hey, it's you all got, good. Oh, yeah, you got to lock that up. I mean, if you got a woman that's putting up with that sort of thing, you got to lock that up and, uh, and, and get married. Uh, what, are you, what are you wearing to your wedding? Are you going to streak your own wedding? Well, I'm going to, oh. but she wants, she, 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 she wants to. Oh, she it's wants to, be on a, oh, she wants to streak your wedding. Both of us together. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, but on a beach in Bali. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a good, yeah, that, that'd be good. I wonder if you can get some of your friends to streak your own wedding, just as payback. No, 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 no. No, that's your deal. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know why I even suggested that. So, uh, you've done football, you've done golf. Um Every sport going. Every sport. Um, 
Let's see. Have you streaked? Let's see if I, I can. Let's see if I can stump you or or see. Have you streaked table tennis? Ooh, you little bugger! <laughs> gotcha. Oh, yeah, you got me there, but I'll have to go to China to do that one. Okay, that's the most that's the national sport in, in China. Okay, so you've not done table tennis. Um, uh, have you done? Uh, I know one you haven't done. There's no way. Have you done a uh, the Westminster uh, dog show? I've done Crufts. Oh, you've done a do- okay. So you've done a dog show twice. You've wait a minute. You've done it. All right, tell me a story about the damn dog show. How'd you do that? It's called Crufts. It's the biggest dog show in the world. Okay. Held here in the UK. And it's obviously you did all the prize breeds and this, that, and the other. So I jumped on with a toy cat stuck to my uh, little fella. <laughs> and pedigree bum written across my back. Uh-huh. And tried, tried to wind the dogs up and I got battered by security. The dogs come out. I, I got um, assaulted by security. Oh, they, beat, oh, they beat you up. Oh, yeah, probably in a little room, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's not good. What are you doing? I said, it's a dog show, man. I'm naked with a cat, a toy cat stuck to me, little fella, and they're torturing me. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was a good one, though. I've, I've, done, a, I've done a flower show. <laughs> Wait a minute. You did a flower show? Yeah, it's Chelsea Flower Show. It's the biggest flower show in the world. Again, it's in London, Chelsea. <laughs> And uh, I thought, because well, I, I like to be really diverse. What can I do? That's not sport. It's yeah, many different things. Yeah, you got you to gotta branch out. You know, that's... You oh, gotta, oh you, big time, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So I've gone, and the main the main prize garden, that cost millions of pounds. I've walked on, and you know, like a garden gnome? Yeah. Well, they're banned. So I've walked into, right into the middle of the prize garden, took my clothes off, and painted green from the neck down. I had a ginger wig covering my uh-huh. my area down there, ginger uh-huh. pubes. Oh. A pair of Wellington boots on, <laughs> and I put like a Smurfs hat on my head and stood there like a, dim- a ginger beard, and stood there like a demented gnome. But no one come after me. I thought, oh hell, what's going on here? So I've climbed over the barrier again. Security started chasing me through the crowd, and the crowd was shouting, "Leave the gnome alone! Leave the gnome alone!" <laughs> And the following year, Ben, gnomes were allowed to be used in the gardens. Fantastic. As long as it's not yeah, you. Well. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. As long, as long as it's not you, they could be used. Um, oh, gosh. Let's see. So you've done that. Um, curling. You know curling? Yeah. You did curling? On, on the ice? Yeah. I did the U.S. Winter Olympics in Torino in Italy. I've jumped on and I've looked at, you know, see the guy who, who brushes the ice, it looks like a cleaner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, whatever they're called. I don't, I don't know the curling lingo, but I, yeah, the you know, guy what, that, yeah, I know. You know what I mean? They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They tried to they, they brush the ice. Well, I've gone on with a mop and um, marigold gloves on my hands, clothes pegs in my ears, <laughs> and a big rubber chicken stuck to uh, my little fella. <laughs> I got chased up and down the ice. Uh, got, got police got hold of me and said, uh, what are you doing? The crowd were laughing their heads off, and the Americans were, were laughing, the team were laughing their heads off. And in an interactive afterwards, we know we've made it now because we've just been streaked. Because Kalen has never been streaked before. Yeah. That's I mean, another thing. A lot of people have probably tried. I'm totally kidding. Um, so, no, no I, see, yeah. I, I do things that people wouldn't even dream of streaking, man. Like, 
flower shows and stuff like that, you know, bingo, no, carry on. <laughs> you string bingo? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 at the time, I was living with another girl, and it was full of old ladies, and I was naked, and I've ran down the, the main aisle shouting, bingo, and some old lady put a hand out and scratched my ass. And when I went home that night, the girl I was like, how can you try to explain the scratches on your asses from an old lady? Yeah, you can't explain that. Um, gosh. So do you uh, So do you follow golf? Do you play golf? No, no. I've, I've tried. I've attempted, but it's not my forte, I've got to say. I, I get a sore arm after the first two shots. Do you, but so you don't play, but do you follow and kind of keep an eye on tournaments and different, like, like is, is golf in your future for potential streaking? I mean, I know there's no reason why you can't say that you're thinking of doing it again because they can't catch you anyway. So, um, like what's next, what's next on your list? What would be the ultimate? I mean, I know the Super Bowl is the ultimate, but what, what would be something else that's not on your list that you would like to accomplish before you hang up your, um, I don't even know what even to say about that. Yeah, yeah. Before you, before I'm you, I'm never going to hang up anything, man. Okay. But yeah, I can tell you my 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 most recent fail. I do very few fails, man. And this was really big. Russia, the World Cup final, just gone a couple of months ago. Unfortunately, the US didn't get through to the to play in the tournament, but. Yeah. Russia, because what's going on now with all the tension and stuff, I wanted to jump on the final. And I wear a monkey now. I don't go fully naked at very very rarely anymore. So I wear a monkey for the comedy value and give peace a chance written across my chest. Yeah. It's Russia. There's a lot of crap going on with Russia and England and the US and stuff. But I've got to check in. I've got an apartment in Moscow. I've got a World Cup final ticket. Everything sorted. I've booked my flight. I'm at check-in in the airport. Three hours. As I've gone to check-in, she's okay. I'm flying via Schiphol, uh, Amsterdam. My day's your boarding pass for Amsterdam. Do you have your visa for Moscow? I said, what do you mean, a visa? She said, no, you can't get into Moscow without a visa. I said, no, my friends are over there with my World Cup final tickets. I said, oh, no, no, you need a visa. So... Long story short, I lost, I missed the flight. My friend told me the following day, you get fan ID with the ticket, but you log on and that's your visa. I said, well, why didn't you tell me? He said, I thought you knew. I said, well, you've got my ticket. How, how can I, you know, understand? Right. Well, long story short, it didn't happen. And that would have been the biggest one. That would have been on a par with the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because it was Russia. And it, and look, whatever penalty they were going to give me, it would have been jail. Or, you know, who knows how long, I don't know. But it was worth doing, to go on and do it with Give Peace a Chance written across my chest. That'd be great. Yeah, man. Um, wow. Uh, I, I can't, you know, I thought we would just be talking about just the golf streaks you've done, but I think you've done more, um, more outside. Wimbledon. Wimbledon, yes. So Twice. Twice Wimbledon. <laughs> I liked it that much. We went back again. I did the final. Yeah. Oh. It was um, 2002, one of the best years I had for streaking. I oh. did a Champions League final at soccer, which is the biggest football game next to the World Cup final. Yep. I've gone on there, scored a goal against the Germans. 
got got fined. Then the next thing he did was the Commonwealth Games, was the next one down from the Olympics. I did the hundred metre final, and then straight after it, I did the high jump because he didn't catch me. <laughs> nice. And and then after that, I did Wim- the Wimbledon men's final. Ran on, jumped over, did a moonwalk, did a somersault over the net. Pretended I was giving myself up to the security. As he came to me with a blanket, I hurdled the net again and started moonwalking again. Until I got tackled. That was what that was the best year I think I've done for um That was your career uh, that was your career year. Yeah, well for the for the three biggest events virtually one after the other in the space of a few months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah huge you, that was that that was that was your that was like a winning streak. Oh shit. I did it again. <laughs> did it again. Um so let me ask you, you know, you just meant you mentioned earlier that you're 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 a painter and uh you know, a commercial painter. And, you know, you're talking about these events, you're traveling all over the world, you have to get tickets, you have to, you're getting fined. Um, how do you afford to do this? Um, well, the, the first so many years were all in the UK, right. England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales. So obviously affordable. Then I got the, the sponsors for a couple of years. I could do the Super Bowl and a couple of other events. But nowadays... I work just to get me my flight fare together, uh, me, me hotel stuff together. But I know guys now who, over the years, I've met who sell tickets for events. And it's very rare that I've paid for a ticket to any event anywhere in the world anymore. Okay. So you have help. You have a team of anonymous supporters or helpers, whether it be by tickets or something. So you have help. But yes, but other than that, you said you're doing your work. You're you're working to finance your streaking habit. Exactly. Yeah. It's and every penny is well spent. And here in the UK now, um, oh, it's crazy, man. The police, the the normal regular policeman on the street, loves what I do. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but but the hierarchy, the top guys, they're trying to stop me. And security trying to stop me, but man, they've got no chance. I, I even put a thing out on TV. I did an interview on TV a few years ago. I looked straight at the camera and said, I challenge any security to name the event, and I bet you any money you like, I will get on. And at the end of the interview, they said, we can't put that out. Right. And the interviewer said, why not? He said, because if a security company challenges you and you do accept and you do uh, actually get on, then they'll go out of business. Wow. So what's so what's next? What it what is next? That uh, I mean, because since you're not afraid uh, of of saying what you want to do and where you're going to go, and you can't be stopped, what's uh, what's next? What are you oh, trying no, to do? I never give out. I never give out, especially okay. over the, okay. over any interview or anything. I very rarely tell anybody. Only my lady knows okay. what plans I have for the future. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I understand that. And the cat. But I guarantee you'll see it though. Oh, well, I think we'll see a lot of it. Um, what, uh, <laughs> what, what, um, I was just thinking about a funny joke is that you work really hard and have, most people work really hard in their life and have nothing to show for it. Um, you work really hard and have everything to show. So, uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, have you, uh, 
I actually know one that I don't think you could do. I and I can't believe I'm saying it, but I don't think you could streak the Masters. The Masters. Yeah. Oh, that's in the US, isn't it? Yeah, it is. See, the thing is now, yeah, after at Super Bowl thirty eight in two thousand four, when I when I was able to, you know, do my creme de la creme. Yeah. Uh, two thousand five, I was sitting in um a chicken joint here in the in Liverpool with my brother eating chicken. So we're sitting there and I got a phone call, at an unknown number. So, hello. Hi, can I speak to Mark Roberts, please, man? As I'm speaking, hi, this is the Sheriff Johnson in Jacksonville, Florida. So straight away I realized it was in the Super Bowl two days later in Jacksonville. Right. He said, listen, man, uh, if you can tell me where you are. I said, no. So I'm, I'm having fun now. I said, no, I can't say this, uh, uh, officer. He said, why is that? I said, because... I've got a big sombrero on and a pair of sunglasses. I'm in Kentucky Fried Chicken, man. <laughs> and, and he said, listen, man, we know you're in Jacksonville. <laughs> I'm in Liverpool, man, eating chicken. Uh-huh. He said, we know you're in Liverpool. We, we know you're in Jacksonville. I've got to tell you, your face is on every gate at the game. That's on, awesome. on, on, on Sunday, I went, I said, it's okay. I said, I'm a master of this. I said, look out for an old lady with a hump. <laughs> he says, what do you mean, man? I said, I'm a master of disguise. And he went, you're joking, man. I said, no, I never joke. Look out for an old lady with a hump. And he said, listen, man, if you do eventually get on, get into the stadium and get on, myself and a few colleagues would like to go out for a beer with you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, man. That's great. So the following year, it was in Detroit, the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, f- I flew to Newark via to go via Philadelphia to Newark. To uh, Detroit, uh, I got into Newark, uh, escort, got hold of me, flipped me around, and sent me back home again. So my streaking career in in the US is I've done the biggest thing that can be done. I will never do another streak in 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 the states again. Breaking news here on the Back of the Range Golf Podcast: Mark Roberts is never coming back to the United States. That's uh, so I'm gonna. Well, no, to- I'd love to get I'd love to get back in the states, man. Yeah, but I can never streak in the states again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. So, Obviously, with the, with the, when the movie happens, I want to be able to come over and, you know, if I've got a decent sponsor, you know, a film company and stuff, I've, I've got a guarantee I won't do any more um, performances there. So it's all down to, you know, let's see what happens, man. What about streaking the Iditarod race in, in Alaska, like, like a, 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 you know, the Huskies? <laughs> Have you done that one? <laughs> You're going really from one bizarre to another now. Hey, I'm, I'm uh, talking. To, I'm talking to the best in the world, man. I mean, okay, well, okay. Let's let's go a bit further. Okay, I'd like, I'd like to get on one of those shuttles and do the moon. Wait, which one? Oh, the oh, you want to you want to streak the moon? You want to get on the space the shuttle moon. and streak? It'll okay. be a proper moon. Yeah, a proper moony. Okay, that's a good one. Um, wow, now now I'm starting to think of ones that could challenge you. Um, <laughs> wow, this is good. I, I feel like I'm part of the team now. I'm trying to think. You uh, are, man. I'm trying to think of. Have you streaked? Uh, uh, have you streaked? Uh, oh, well, okay. So here's one. It, it passed, but well, you should have streaked Harry's wedding. 
No, see, that's now there's etiquette, you see. Oh, that's right. You'd be interrupting it. Okay, so that's right. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, no. I've, I've streaked in front of the Queen three times. What? Okay, where where, where did that happen? How did you, you streak in front of the Queen? And now she just goes, oh, look, there's Mark. Oh. <laughs> yeah, twice at Royal Ascot. And once at, at the Epsom three horse race, both all horse races, and a Queen attends all. Uh, both the first time I did Royal Ascot it's where the Queen's horses run also couldn't get tickets before I knew the guys and stuff so I've queued up outside the night before waiting for a job trying to get a hold of a job in, in on the course the ladies come out there must have been 20 guys stood outside this door ladies come out and she went I've got to say the only uh, two jobs left are for cleaners and that's cleaning the workers, everyone left except me and this one other guy. Yeah, of course. I got a job. Do you know where it was clean? Where I got a pass in the royal enclosure. Oh no! And Ben, this is gospel truth, man. I had the pass on when the Queen arrived in the royal carriage. I was yards away, and I could have got in the carriage next to the Queen. That's just yeah, but but you have etiquette. Man, you have you have control. You know what's right and what's wrong. Yeah, so. well, there's no way I'd do anything stupid like that. But I mean, this is security nowadays. Well, I'd like to think that it's you know you can't get that close. But listen, if uh, let's not talk about all that stuff, no man. Yeah, no one's yeah, yeah no one's expecting you. So um, exactly, yeah, yeah. I'm a good guy. Yeah, you are. You are a good guy. So, Mark, you're. You've, you've streaked all over the world. You, you know, normally the ending of this is, is running around and then getting tackled or, or, you know, in some cases it sounds like just maybe assaulted or something like that. But, you know, um, you're an athlete. I mean, there's no doubt you're an athlete. Um, you've had an amazing career when athletes do come to the end of their career, you know, there's, there's normally injuries. So, uh, have you had injuries doing this? Like, how do you keep yourself in shape? You know what? Uh, what? What's your regimen? You know, tell me about some of the injuries you've uh, encountered over the years. Okay. Well, first of all, I've got to say I've got a better CV than any athlete on the planet. Of course. I've reached more finals than any athletes ever in so many different different uh, sports and stuff. But uh, my training regime, I used to do a little bit of running, but um, I, I got bored. You know, I don't do so much as training because. At the end of the day, I only have to run about 100 meters quick. Yeah, that's all you so, do. Yeah. But occasionally when the police or usually it's security, they like to manhandle me. So over the years, I've had the same toe broken twice. One in Hong Kong, one here in the UK. So I've got a deformed toe. I've, got, uh, I've had a broken ankle twice. Uh, three broken ribs. For uh, the FA Cup final um, here at, at Liverpool v Arsenal, I've got 25 stitches in the back of one of my legs, a broken shoulder, a broken wrist, uh, a good few beatings by security. Yeah. But always with a smile. <laughs> they, they think they can beat me and stop me and put me down. If they beat me, I'll just go back again the following year and do them again. And 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 I'm I'm assuming that there's been absolutely no brain injuries at all, right? Brain injuries? Yeah, you haven't been hit over no, the head. Yeah, this... man, I, I am so 
I mean, I am in tune with myself really, really well, man. Yeah. I know. It sounds like it. I, I'm, I think I'm very sensible, to be fair. I've got a better better brain than most people that I know, to be honest. I, look, you work for a living. You, you you got a nice lady that, that understands your hobbies. You finance your hobby, and you go enjoy life and do your thing, and you don't cause any harm. What's wrong with that? Exactly, Mom. Yeah. You only get one shot in life, Ben. Go out and enjoy it. But the most important thing is create memories. You know, at the end, when, when it comes, when when our final, in our final throw, when they say, you see your life pass before your eyes, well, hopefully mine's going to take a while. Well, you've, uh, you, you, you've clearly provided a lot of um, memories uh, to, to sports fans all over the world for many, many years. Um, this is definitely a audio medium, so I will need to post some pictures on our uh, Instagram and Facebook page so that people can kind of see a little bit about your exploits. But, Mark, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast, telling your story and uh, about uh, some of your streaks in the, in the world of golf and everywhere else. And uh, we will be watching, and I cannot wait to uh, see your next uh, your next performance, so to speak. Cheers, Ben. It's been an absolute pleasure, my friend. And there you have it. Another great episode here at the back of the range. Special thanks to Mark Roberts. Man, was that a lot of fun. What a good dude. Uh, keep your eye out for him. There's word that a movie's coming out about his life. Um, you might want to follow him on Instagram. Follow him on Facebook. I'll put the links to all of his stuff in the show notes of this podcast. We'll be back next week with another episode here at the Back of the Range Golf Podcast.